We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to Bad Life Titans. I'm Matt. With me is Anthony and Tom, and we are three gentlemen who have made bad life choices and end up Titans fans. Uh, episode nine. Welcome, gents. Welcome back, Tommy. Thanks, mate. Feeling better? Yeah, feeling a lot better. Just got a bit of a head cold, but nothing too serious. That's the way, mate. That's the way. That's good stuff. How you going, Anthony? Yeah, not too bad. Uh... Easter long weekend, so um, some some good footy, especially the last twenty minutes of our game. But um, yeah, it was it was good to just kick back and from Thursday to Monday have a a game of footy on every day. It was pretty good. So um, way too much chocolate and everything like that, as as probably most people like. But um, yeah, no, had, had a good weekend anyway. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Very good. Um, right, oh, well, we'll move straight on into the news and a uh, little bit. We'll just catch up from last week. Um, and Karina Brown won the Veronica White medal at the presentation night for the NRLW side. Um, and um, yeah, and also there has been thirteen Titans named in the in the NRLW Queensland side. And three Titans named in the NRLW Dream Team. Um, they are Karina Brown, Shania Power, and Destiny Brill. And um, that's the inaugural Dream Team. So well done to the girls. No, Pretty much well in the news, I think. Yeah, no, well done to the girls there. They're good, as we've touched on, a good, good start, good first season um, in the NRLW. And to have three members in the Dream Team's a a great start and um, yeah, probably a couple of girls unlucky to, to miss out or would have been in the conversation, obviously, um, with Polite and um, probably Steph Hancock and the likes of that. So um, yeah, no, great work, girls, well-deserved. For sure. And, you know, I think just the fact that, you know, we had three um, of the girls in the dream team, um, you know, I wasn't, Korean of Brown, Destiny Brill were pretty um, obvious picks. And when I saw Shania Power got in, I was surprised, but very glad for her. Um, and, and also in the Daily M Awards, um, our captain, um, Braley Natty, she won captain of the year. Uh-huh. Um, and she, yeah, Shania Power won try of the year with that effort against the Broncos, um, which... Does not surprise me whatsoever. Um, and we had our own awards a couple of nights ago, I think it was. Um, yeah, last week, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Steph Hancock won the members MVP. Um, she was quite surprised, apparently. You know, thought people might be a bit sick of seeing her, you know, 40 year old. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, pretty. <laughs> You're right there, mate. Did you get attacked by a lion or something? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Do we need to send the RSPCA over there? Like, what's going on, bud? Dave Fafita's ran up to the top of him. <laughs> that was just my father coming back from work. He's decided to try and scare me. Tapping on the window. <laughs> He's succeeded by the sound of it. <laughs> I'm telling him to get away and all, but... Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness me. But yeah, look, no, look, like I was saying, you know, Steph was very surprised, but it's a testimony to how good she is. The fact that, you know, the, the members were so, so obviously love her and the fact that she won the award. Um, 
the coaches award went to April Naga Tapuna. I very yeah. sorry, I butchered probably butchered that surname, but no surprise there. The game she played and she was showing really good signs, and I expected to have a bit of a bigger role um, at the end of this year. Hopefully, I think that's, that's the next season. Um, Rookie of the year, obviously, went to Destiny Brill. Said it in the first podcast, I'll keep saying it the energy, the determination, how she plays, just you just she just rubs off on the other players. And yeah, you know, I think she made the Queensland side and she'll be the starting side. She'll probably play hooker again because she played last year with Orion's. Um, you know, she was excellent. And then, yeah, our MVP, um, Jessica Elliston. Again, a bit of surprise, but fair play to her. She had a solid year. Um, you know, I mean, you can't really complain about the, the accolades, the times have wrapped up. Like, everyone's deserved what they've gotten. I think it showed how good of a first season, like you said, Anthony, that we've had this year and how strong that this quality is already with the females side, you know. And it pr- really proves that we were taking this seriously from the start. We weren't just doing this because it's a women's side. Like we took this seriously and it obviously as I said it's a show. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And it's it's just as you said, mate, good recognition for yeah, for all the girls and the hard work and just shows they're in a good spot for for um for, for the next for the upcoming season, which is um very, very soon all but the you know, towards the end of the year for the the men, so well done to all of them, and yeah. I'm no expert, I just love the game, but more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. All right, moving on to the recap. The Gold Coast Titans were defeated by the Manly Warringah Seagulls, 26 points to 18. Uh, the Manly side, 26 points. Olakuatu with a double, Garrick with a try, and Foran with a try. Garrick with four from four, and Evans with a penalty goal. And the 18 points for the Titans came from tries to Osako, Kelly, Fafida, Fasul, Malaali, and Toby Sexton, one from four. Once again, it was a game of two halves. And once again, just showed you what they can do and what they can't do. Yeah, 100%. A, a typical, stereotypical Titans game uh, this season. Um, by the first 30 minutes, you thought, oh, this one's over. We may as well turn off the TV and get ready for bed. But, um, yeah, as we sort of always come to expect, it'll either be the first half or the second half we show up. And um, coming out after half time, we still looked a bit shaky, but then all of a sudden found a bit of a groove and put on a big pile of points um, like we have a, a lot this year. So, um yeah, just it, it boggles your mind. I I can't really remember a team in recent memory that has played like us where it, it's just like we score like 18 points in a matter of 10, 20 minutes and we give up such big leads and let in a few tries all at once. I've never quite seen a team with such a big swing from one way to the other, so... Oh, just it makes you scratch your head why they can't play like it for the full 80, but um, yeah. hopefully they can make it click soon. And um, there were still some good performances. I thought Davy Fafita really sort of shut up the critics a little bit. Um, Tino, I mean, yeah, and we, we, on, just on, on that Dave, on your Dave point, like I agree, but. If you deep dive into his stats, it's exactly the same to every other week, except yep. for he just had one of those, you know, spectacular tries. Yeah. Which, but he's, you know, he still had, he only had 130 metres. Yep. You know, he only had one line break, one line break assist, four tackle breaks, which is exactly what he's been doing every other week. I just, <laughs> but everyone, like the whole, 
media is just fluffing his nuts. Like, this is the day for Fida. Well, it's exactly the fucking same. Yeah, exactly. We've been saying it for weeks, us three boys. We've been harping and harping on about it. And um, yeah, I was even listening to the Bloke in a Bar podcast and um, Denon and the boys were sort of even agreeing. Like, he's just, he's doing crazy stats and 15, well, we had 14 runs on the weekend. He's averaging about 15 hit-ups a game and 130 metres, as you said. It's, I just... Yeah, like you said, we've gone on and on about it, but um, I think Bowie Fermor said it said it well weeks ago. It's it's the NRL. He's playing against the best players in the world. He's he's not going to be able to do absolutely yeah. everything. He's and he's still still putting up crazy stats and scoring those freakish tries like he did against Para last week and Manly this week. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, we could we could go on and on about it. Um, but yeah, no, I th- thought he had a really good game. And um, yeah. Tino again, um, Isaac Liu, 142 meters. He was he was really good as well. So oh, I think it was just as, as usual as we've talked about in patches, just going missing. And Olukawatu scored a couple of quick tries. So um, yeah, just d- disappointing to see it keep happening every week. But another tight loss. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating, you know, because the, the whole season so far has been on the basis of if we had played for more than 40 minutes, we could be firmly in a top eight, hell even competing for top four. Because every yeah, every single game we've lost has been by single digits, which is crazy to think, considering how many points we've let in in quick succession against some sides, but at the same time and I was when in the um, pre-match um, on Fox. I think Cooper Crime, Graven Astor, uh, Banjo were all saying like, "This is a young side, and it's going to take time." But you know, you've got to still put the faith. You're still going to put the belief in this side that eventually that they will find out rhythm. And I think hearing, especially Cooper Crime and Benji. Saying something like that, it kind of maybe sort of re- like sit down and sort of realize, okay, you know what, this is this is going to be our season. It's going to be a case of one week we might turn up for eighty, the next five we might turn up for forty. But I think for me, as long as we are showing over the next couple of weeks that we are serious about this and we are going to start putting in more for forty minutes, like we can cause a few. Um, good wins for us. We can cause an upset here and there, like against the likes of Storm or Rab or Rabbitohs, you know. Like I know it's a big thing to say, but it's it's so frustrating as well. Like you you, you get so conflicted when you think about this because, like I keep saying, and I've got to keep repeating myself, but the side is young and the halves are inexperienced together. You know, you've got a 21, 22-year-old as our captain. Like, we were never going to do stupendous things this year. But at the same time, like you said, Anthony, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that we cannot seem to play more than a half. Like, it just baffles me how, as a first-grade team with all this talent, but we are struggling to play more than 40 minutes a game. And... and- they just they like they just have no way of stopping and changing momentum. So if something happens and momentum goes against them, they just sort of get into a groove of just letting that momentum come towards them and just defending. And they, they don't really have a way, you know. Like there's no dummy half to kick out of the out of the half, you know, kick it down into the corner and then change the momentum, get them down there and get them trying to work it out, you know. Like, and that comes back to what you were just saying, Tommy, like. You know they're a young side. They they just don't have that experience and mentality. Like it's frustrating. You just notice that it happened in the pen, in in both para games. You know it's happened again in the manly game. It happened in the Canberra game. Like as soon as the momentum shifted, that was it. They just they had no no way of turning it around. You know they had to wait till half time, or 
you know, on the, in the case of the Canberra game, like they just they, they just couldn't do it, and they just went for the rest of the game. Like, you know, it takes half time to to come out against Manly and then change the momentum. Okay, new half and start this way. It's yeah. just it's frustrating. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's annoying. It, it sort of it, it is frustrating. That's exactly the way to put it. Because you think that they, they it's not like it's just happening. They would be talking about it every week since that Canberra game, like all week at training. They would be talking about it and discussing it and f- trying to figure out why it's happening. So the fact that it's it's happened now about four or five weeks out of the season, it, it's just crazy. And um, I think a, a lot of it comes down to like we look at like Cronulla, how well they're going this year, how much they've improved. A game against Melbourne, you could tell like they have a a, a grit and a toughness about them that I, I just don't see with us. Like we, we don't have like we were in the arm wrestle with Manly for that first fifteen so minutes, but we just it's like we don't have the toughness or the you know let's roll the sleeves up and get stuck in and let's get on top of them that way rather than we seem to sort of wait until they either slip off the gas a little bit or take, you know, take it a bit slower. And then, and then we seem to want to strike. Um, yeah. Wait for an error. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Instead of, instead of trying to force it through a bit of, a bit of hard work, it's like we want to wait for the other team to sort of slip off and, and um, lose a bit of momentum and then we will strike. So I don't know, but, uh, and it's, yeah, I think we were talking about last week, Matt, I, that first 10 minutes is crazy to me because it's, it's fresh legs, but our defensive line, for some reason, I don't get why we have no line speed. Like, yeah, in, in, it was the first, I think it was the third set we were defending and mainly literally nearly marched the whole way downfield. And you could tell every tackle they were getting the 10, 15 meters off each carry, man. Yeah. We just, we're They're still- just so passive. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that is about because, like I said, I can totally understand fatigue might set in or this or that, but it's it's becoming almost like it's on purpose for some reason. So oh, it's it's definitely a worry. Like yeah. mainly we're getting like 60, 60 meters every yeah. every set. Yeah, yeah. Just like the Canberra second half, they were first half we're all on top of them, and then the second half it was yeah Canberra were getting downfield about eighty meters or so every set. So it's, I don't know. I don't know what Jimmy Jimmy Dimmick um, love the bloke, but I don't, I don't know what he's doing defensively because there hasn't really been that much improvement in the three years or so he's been employed. So um, mm. need to work. I some- mean, yes, yes, and no. Like they've been. They can't, it's weird, man. Like that first half, the only reason why we were down so many points at, at half time is just because of sheer weight of possession and, and the momentum. Like, you know, we, we finally got a break on the, on the, in the 34th minute, Jermaine Asako scores his first try. And, and the very next thing we do is cough it up on the very first fucking set, no. the very first tackle after the kickoff. Like, and then they score immediately after. Like it's we're we're our own worst enemies at the same time as as just you know like you've got to be so you just got to be so good when you score points you've got to maintain that pressure and to just automatically give it I'm pretty sure it was Jared Wallace too that dropped the ball like just to to give it give it back to him like just so easily and pathetically it just shows them that you're just ready for it you're just ready to be taken and. You know that that ended up being the difference, pretty much. Like it's just you know Toby had a pretty ordinary night with the boot, and you know I think he had two off the post, so a bit unlucky. But yeah, it's just I don't know. What do you think of the Bo Firma no try? Well, from what I saw on a replay, Bo runs Toby back on side. From what I've seen. And yeah, it's I don't know. It's sort of I I don't know how to explain it. Like, but let's say the score was twenty, like uh, fucking twenty points to twenty six or twenty two twenty six. You know where a try would 
possibly get us to tie a game, like I would be a lot more annoyed. But yeah. I just think I think the simple fact that we have waited, you know, we played so good for an entire half. There was like what 30 seconds left on a clock. Let, let's say we scored a try, Toby kicks it. If we've got a minimum of 25 seconds left. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. Like, like I said, if it was 22, 26 at that stage, yeah, I would definitely be a lot more annoyed if the fact that they didn't go further and whatnot. But like I said, it was 26, 18. You would have needed to score to try, kick the conversion possibly, and then magically go up the field and do it again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We, we did. I didn't see I didn't see anything on the replays they showed on Fox that proved he was offside. Like I don't know whether that was just me being biased or whatever, but yeah. No, exactly. And like I said, a, another one for me and, and once again and don't not blaming the refs fault and none of that, but because we you know, we didn't deserve to win at the end of the day. But the main one for me was the first Olakuatu try. It, it he dropped the ball and it's one of those ones they've been calling all oh, yeah. where it slips out of his hands and then he sort of grounds it with his body. But they all year they've been consistently calling that. Um, obviously, lost ball, yeah, 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 lost ball. You haven't regathered um, the ball before it. You know you can't sort of drop it and then use your body to ground it. Um, so that Ju- Justin touched on it in the post match press conference and. Um, even though the guys on the radio were sort of calling at that as well, but it's like sometimes, and similar with the Bow Firm or Toby Sexton ran him on side, it's like sometimes the, the video ref just completely forgets a rule or two and they just yeah. miss something. You wish they could have he goes, people. He on. goes on one track and goes, yeah. okay, this is what happens, and then just completely misses the peripherals. Yeah, exactly. Misses the stuff going on around him. So, oh, I don't know. I think that one was the main one for me and, and the bow one as well. So, you, you sort of take them two into account and it very well could have could have been a, a us winning by two points. But, oh, like I said, I, I don't think we sort of deserve to win it by the way we're playing at the moment. But it very well could have been a lot closer with those two in mind. Yeah. I think Sani is definitely our best winger at the moment, our best choice at wing. Like he was good in the centres the other week, but I think him on the wing, like what he get, like 140 odd metres and yep. his carries, he's just he's just improved so much this year, man. Like Isn't it? Isn't it really? crazy, boys? Like we look at like the preseason discussion and like Oh, like Corey Thompson's our best winger and Marju has to be there as well. And, oh, why the hell is Semi getting first choice on the wing? What's Justin doing? And then you fast forward four or five weeks in, six weeks in, and like you said, he's, a, he's yeah. our best winger, almost our best player. This yeah, well, you know, before he before he um, had his COVID speed, he was definitely our best player. And, you know, I still think he's up there. He'd be top three for our best player so far this year. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy to think. I, I I just think he is, period, our best player. I, I mm-hmm. just think that's the case. I think for for me, Sami, like we said, has just improved so much. And it's, it is one of the big decisions that Justin did, has gotten right so far. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think he's like top, nearly top five or tied top five for the tries this year. So... Like that's good. We don't usually have a try like a dominant try scorer at our side. So so far, you know, Sami's doing a job. He just looking here. He had thirteen runs and made a hundred and sixty-two meters. Like, yeah, that's more yeah. than that's our. The only guy that beat him was Tino with one hundred and sixty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Like. We've not really expected that from Sami getting all those meters, and he, he's doing that. And you know that, yeah. But like I said, the, the left side of our attack and defense is pretty much sorted. It's that right side, man. 
that's the issue we've got at the moment. Yep. No, and yeah. another big stat for the wingers, I think Greggy Marju, he's either equal top or second place for um, most tackle busts as well, I think I saw. So the wingers are killing yeah. at the moment. And uh, if only, yeah, they had some help around them, but it, that's that's been two positives, definitely. And, and Greggy Marju, he seems to be good at, I don't know if you guys have noticed, drawing a penalty too. He, he gets a lot of like off the kickoffs or off yeah, you know, coming back out of his own end. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He he's gets a big body. Like he, he, he's able to get to his feet really quick. Yep. And yep. that's he's getting a lot of penalties. And like that was the only way we were getting out of that half, out of their half too, was was him busting up, doing the hard yards and earning that penalty. Yep. Yep. Hundred and ten percent. He's he's been unreal. He's just. Such a such a big body, as you said. It takes a few to drag him down. So, um, and then I thought Ryan Kelly, really good to have him back. He's he's been another good one this year. But the one I'm still not sold on is Paddy Herbert. But um, yeah, he's definitely not not the Paddy we probably saw last year. He's still still doing some things right. I think he, he tackled um, off a bomb. He tackled Manly in goal and forced a repeat set at one point. But yeah, he's still still getting caught out a bit defensively, and um, he's yeah not not sort of having the impact that we were hoping he would have. I thought the bench looked a lot better with Lasani and Jalif together again, and um, Wallace was you know Wallace. Um, I think Smith's getting better, but you know he had that nice you know that nice ball to Tino, which was fucking. Good try. Um, he's doing some better things. I still just don't think he's our number fourteen going forward. But while he's doing the good things, I guess we we got to persevere. Yeah. Um, and, and and they are starting to get Fafita you like get Fafita involved a bit more too. I was starting to give him some good ball in in there, you know, in the thirty mean in the red zone and and get him involved and get him attacking and. I don't know. There's, like, there's a lot to like there, but at the same time, it's just the same old fucking immature shit. Yep, yep. Just the young side, and yeah, as we said, it we were. This was sort of it was either gonna go brilliantly, and and we we're all gonna be talking about every week how how amazing we were and this and that. But this was sort of the way we were worried it was gonna go, and just the. The young fellas not having the grit or the experience, or yeah, you know, they're still still learning how to play footy. And I think we, uh, yeah, just better better be ready to put up with these performances at least for the start of the season, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and thought Osaka was solid enough. He had yeah. one, one ball, didn't he? Um, wouldn't mind like I wouldn't mind seeing him kick goals if Toby's having a bit of a shocker. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised that we didn't have uh, a psycho kicking um, after Toby missed that third. Um, yeah, just I don't know. To- Toby's just kind of looked off since the Raiders game. I, I think. Mm. Like, I mean, I mean, he's young, and I'm not going to put anything. Like, I'm not going to put total blame on him for any of what's happening. It just, I don't know, it just kind of looks a bit shaky at the moment. You know, just lapse of concentration in some areas. Like, they had a really good opportunity in Manly's half and he's, instead of looking for, looking at the ball, he's looking around first. Yeah. And talks to like, just yeah, simple stuff like that. And, and that'll, that'll come of age and, and experience. But, yeah, it just looked a bit, just looked a bit not there sometimes, but yeah, and I, I, I'd sort of, like, I'm a little bit worried, yeah, because they, they have been off a little bit, our halves. Obviously, they're, they're young and still learning how to play with each other, but sort of that at first, well, you may as well say up until the first half of the Raiders game, I thought, like, our attack was just so clean and slick, like we were talking about it the first couple of weeks, like, the decoy runners were perfect and the ball was going to hands and 
the timing of the runs was perfect in the backline movements. And I don't know if something changed during the Raiders' second half, but since then, our, I don't know, our attack has looked, while we're still scoring tries in patches, yet our attack's sort of not that clean, crisp movements. I think it's sort of gone backwards a little bit. It's looked a bit clunky the last few weeks. Where... Yeah, I think teams have come learned to that if they rush up on us, yeah. like the, the young halves don't have they don't have that experience yet to to counter it. So yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah I, I do agree. Like that, they are they aren't as crisp and clean as, as they look at that as they looked at the start. But I think they're getting defended a bit differently too. Yep, that's yeah. fair. that's a, that's a good thought... point. And that's all, all it takes is a couple of kicks behind. Like, that's, you know, that's that comes with experience, you know. Like, if, if the defence is running up, kick behind it. Like, done. That'll, that'll keep them back. Keep kicking behind them until they stay back and then run at it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why you got to – and that's probably another thing, learning, <laughs> halves learning, like, like Cooper and Benji said on the post-match thing. Like, a half, it takes time. Like, it takes – 60, 70, 80 games for a half to learn that. But you're exactly right. We can't just keep trying the same thing and hope it sticks if if they've worked out what we're doing. We need to throw something different at them. Like a, AJ has one of the best short-kicking games in the comp, in my opinion. My, maybe my bias ties, but he's he's got a brilliant kick behind the line. So as you said, Matt, it, we need to start doing that and – yeah, throw, throw on something different. One set we kick behind, one set we run it, one set we go to Dave, the other we go out the back. Like, just keep them on their toes. That's what you got to do because, as Bo said about Dave, like, they're playing against NRL players. They're, they're all good players. So it's not like they're, they're idiots or even the, the bottom of the table teams like Tigers and Bulldogs. They're still professional players, so... Got to, got to keep them confused and thinking. Now they're back in business, the Titans. Okay, and on to the preview. Um, the Titans head up to the Abattoir uh, up there in North Queensland, Country Bank Stadium. Um, Titans take on the Cowboys at 5.30pm on Saturday afternoon. The Titans name an unchanged side uh, to take on the Cowboys. Will Smith and Jared Wallace retain their spots. Lasani and Jaleel from the bench. And the forward pack and back line is exactly the same. Big news is Jaden Campbell is back into the 24 in the extended bench with Corey Thompson. Um, and Kevin Proctor is still nowhere to be seen. Uh, just having a look at the Cowboys, well, they were pretty much unchanged. And they got Brendan Elliott. Is he coming up? No, he's not playing. Good. Um, yeah. Right. These are the games we got to win. We said it about the Tigers. We said it about everything else, you know, the Warriors and all that, and the, and the Raiders. This is our chance to beat a top eight side. Yeah, exactly. The the cows have uh, taken the place of the top Queensland team at the moment. So, um, oh, as you said, it's. We've we've said it a few times, but this is a a must win game. These are the ones you want to win. Um, the Cowboys have been they've been solid, but I think they've they've had a couple of sort of easier games. Um, you know, against Broncos and and the doggies they lost to in round one, but um, they've they've had the they've had a sort of easier run to the start of the year. Um, so it's it's hard to get a read on them, as you said. They've, but they have looked gritty, and they have looked, um, especially up north, at their home. They they definitely usually perform a bit better as well. So, uh, we, all we can do is pray for a, a repeat of um, I think round three last year where we equaled our highest highest score. I think we put forty four. <laughs> so we can only hope for a repeat of that. That'd be that'd be beautiful. Beautiful way to be, back, but um, can't can't quite see that this time. But as long as we, as long as we get a win, I don't care how. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a bit of pressure on the team. To be honest, like they're two and four. If they lose this, 
Um, I, I, there might be a few little rumblings. Yeah. You know, these are the games that should be winning. That you know they struggled against the Tigers and they struggled against you know they they, they beat the Warriors. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know. I, they they need to win this to to sort of alleviate any you know um, perceived pressure. So. Yeah, well, <clears throat> this is a big week, especially because next week we've got the Panthers, and I'm I'm shitting myself on that game. But oh, this this week for us, we always keep saying it, but this needs to be a game where we settle down, play, try, and play an eighty minute performance because Valentine Holmes. On that left edge against our right yeah. edge is scaring me. Tom Dearden has been sensational so far. He's running the ball a lot more. I think he's, oh, I think he's the leading try assist this year so far. So like, there's there's dangers in this sign. I mean, can't take them like we said. We can't really take them too easy. And um, you know, the second row is Luke here. And I, they've been doing um, well. Tama Lolo's had a resurgence of form, so they're going to have to be on a game this week. And I'm just, I just want to see that we're starting to really learn from the last couple of games. You know, like I said, like I'm not expecting us to go out there and whack them 40 nil, but I just want to see that there is a learning aspect from yeah. these yeah. games but we're actually really starting to see how to play these games how to you know win games that we should be winning you know it's it i don't know i just with our next couple of games as well we've got cowboys this week then the panthers roosters and dragons cowboys and dragon games are games that we should be winning like give us a shot against the Chooks, the Panthers. I'm dreading that game, but you know, like if you get a win here, play confident football. You know, you don't know what will happen next week. We might be able yeah, to exactly. test them. You know, we might, like I said, I don't think we'll win, but we might be able to put some form of pressure on them and go, "Hey, you know what? We can play a good game of football." Compete, yeah, yeah, against the best and. Going forward, like it, it can be so crucial to our season. You get a good performance this week. You play really well next week, better than what we have. We beat, you know, Chooks and Dragons. That's five out of ten wins. Like you start to build some momentum, and then those younger guys, especially the halves, start to really see that you know you can start contesting against those bigger sides. Really start pushing for them. Uh, I don't know. It's just I, I'm. It's funny. Last week I wasn't stressed at all because I really thought we were going to take it to Manly. I'm stressing so much with this game, and I uh, it's just yeah. yeah, you're not alone. It's like I said. I think it's easy to say the first few rounds are you know it's it's no need to panic, no need to be worried, but it's nearly ten rounds in now. It's nearly sort of halfway through the season um, in a few weeks time so you you really need to if, if you find yourself as you said guys like if we find ourselves like three and seven to start the the first 10 rounds like you, it'd be panic signs and it really especially with the Cowboys and the Warriors like these teams that are a couple of wins ahead of us like Starts to put a little bit of worry that if we don't start winning soon, it's could be already the top eight chances over. So, um, like you said, I think it's just about seeing that we're actually improving and learning every week. But at the moment, it just seems like we're doing the same old thing and expecting different results. It's, it's not the way it's going to be. So, I, I do. I think this team just desperately needs a win. Like their confidence looks low, they they just look shattered. So I think yeah, they just 
we just need streaming into like a 80, 80 minute performance or something like yeah yeah it'll be good yeah exactly it'll do a lot for the confidence of the young blokes so oh i think we just need to turn it around it you'd hope it's it's got to happen eventually we've got to turn it around and sort of roll the sleeves up and get into it and like I said, either this week, it should be this week, or we should be looking to at least put up a fight with Penrith next week. But um, that one sort of, I think that one next week doesn't mean as much as as this one this week because you know you've got a big chance this week. Yeah. They just and it's a, show some heart. It's one of those those four-point games too. Like You stop the Cowboys from advancing. You take two points off and then you get two points on them sort of thing. So, you know, it's, it's one of those games you really need to to get and, and sort of bring them back to, to our level um, on the ladder. So, Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and we look at it like um, I think you were talking earlier, Tom, about sort of how we've only had close losses. Like we've got the fifth most points conceded in the competition, but we've actually only got a negative 16 for and against. Um, some of the teams below us have negative 60 for the Tigers, negative 60 for the Broncos. Like our for and against, thankfully, hasn't taken much of a hit. So, like you said, yeah. Matt, it's a win would put us on the same points as the Cowboys, Rabbitohs, and Warriors. Like, you know, it's, as you said, it stops them advancing another two wins in front of us. Um, and it sort of helps us move away from the, the bottom of the pack too a bit. So these are, it's crucial games for the ladder, that's for sure. It, a lot of it can come down to what happens in the early rounds. So it's crazy to think we're in round seven and we're up to must win games. Like, yeah, yeah, who would have thought? It? Fucking the fucking Titans, bro. <laughs> Moving up to the name of the podcast. Oh, oh goodness! You made a good point with the for and against too, Mark. A big um, indicator in Major League Baseball of, of where a team sits is not not only just wins and losses; it's also run differential. So, a team with a good run differential, even though they're not winning. It generally evens out over the time, over the course of the season. So if, if you know if you if we're on par of like close to being parity, like an even sort of points conceded, points um, scored, you'd like to think we're sitting there. We should be essentially a five hundred club. You know what I mean? Like we should be sitting on, you know, whatever, whatever it is, twelve wins or whatever it is at the end of the year. But. Um, it's yeah, I mean, and you'd like to think it'll even out. We've had some tough wins, and the similarities to last year, uh, you know, a couple of good wins at the start, a laggy period in, in the early half, got it together, dropped off at Origin, and then come back hard again towards the end of the year. I can just see it playing out again this year, like it's it's exactly the same, and, and that just comes back to the maturity, and you can't get maturity and experience without playing games and gaining it. So yeah. strap yourselves in and, and yeah, hope for the best. That's it. Hopefully we can, yeah, what a lasso the Cowboys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we <laughs> yeah. can do that. But um, oh, definitely, definitely not feeling as confident the last couple of years. It's the cows are definitely a lot better this year. So fingers crossed. Okay, Anthony, we've got any Twitter questions. Yes, yeah, we do. We've got uh, plenty this week. So, um, yeah, once again, every every night uh, before recording, um, d- definitely make sure you get your questions in and um, for us blokes to read and d- debate on air. So uh, we'll go to the first one. Um, I think, think I probably know uh, mine and Tommy's answer to this and you, you might be the same, Matt, but... Um, it's from at Mads GCT. Uh, who is slash was the best Titans captain and why? Oh, I mean, you got it. It's Luke Bailey. The bull. <laughs> the bull, oh, yeah. He, like, he, like what he did off the field as well, like 
he he just bought. I don't know, man. He he, he was he was great. He, you know, I used to remember going to the Titanium Bar um, after games, and he'd be there with the team, and he was pretty much the only one that'd get out of the, the roped off area and go and mingle with all the all the fans and and talk to them and and just you know make himself known and and just you know just be a, a good guy. Always have a lot of respect. Just a workhorse, um, you know. Deserved a lot more than what he got out of the club. Yeah. Look, thinking about it now, he's he's the sort of guy we like right now in our team. Just that workhorse, the experience. Like, I know we've got you, but, you know, Bailey was something else. And um, it, it's hard to go past Bailey, but for me, it's Scott Prince. Like, yeah. what yeah. he is another case like Bailey deserves so much more than what he got at the club, but, you know, what, what he was able to do in those years that he was there, especially 2009, 2010, you know, he was just sensational to watch. And, you know, it it always hurts me that he entered his career at the Broncos, not the Titans, but, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, you know. I'll never forgive you for that. <sighs> yeah. I'll never forgive you for that. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, it, it, I don't know, it just sort of just happens, I guess. Just I, I, I can't know the exact situation, but, yeah, no, look, I, I love Scotty. I still do, and for me, yeah, here's, here's my answer. Yeah. I met him um, at uh, the Glades Golf Course on the Gold Coast when we were, we were getting married there, and uh, the day before we got married, we had our, um, you know, the... the, the you know, the rehearsal and, and all that sort of stuff. We had a bit of a lunch and Scott Prince was there. He's doing the Deadly Choices thing. And uh, I walked up. I, was, I went up and talked to him. I was like, I'll never fucking forgive you for playing. Because he was there. He was in this Deadly Choices Bronco shirt. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you, how dare you walk along on the Gold Coast with a fucking Bronco shirt on, you motherfucker. <laughs> After we bought you a house. What are no, you he just made him laugh. He was just laughing when he came and he goes, ah, oh, but you know, like, fuck, come on, man. And I'm like, yeah, we got you a house, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, no loyalty anymore. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But no, nah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of, of prizemates got a few, few photos with him, so they were happy. Yeah. Oh, good on him. But um, yeah, no, no, it, it hurts. I'll, I'll go Scotty Prince too. Um, Similar to Tom, he's, he's the one that sort of made me fall in love with the Titans. So, um, but yeah, no, it definitely hurts. And even last couple of years, he's sort of made comment on Twitter and Facebook that he's a Bronco. He considers himself a Bronco man. So that uh, that sucks to hear, but he's um, he was just such a great player and um, such a great inaugural signing for us. Um but I, I tell you what, like I'm very impressed with the way Tino's going. Although we haven't had a an amazing start to the year, but um, I don't know if you guys saw he after the game he was bringing in the um the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he's just he's such a great great kid. Like he's only young. He's only 21, 22. People forget that sometimes and. So I think if he if he keeps on his project trajectory, he's he's definitely going to be one of our good leaders. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, he's giving his boots away to kids and and all yeah. that as well. So. Yeah, exactly. He's just he's great and he's a great representative for the club. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Mads GCT, for that question. Um, we'll go to another one here. Um, from our mate, um, Warriors NRL fanatics. He's um. He's been great. He's he's always um, sort of tuning in and sending in questions. He, check out his YouTube channel. Um, he says, who needs to stand up the most in order to beat the Cowboys on Saturday night? Oh, that's good a question. good one. I think... Um, I, I, I think it's just the forward pack. Like, I can't single out one person. That forward pack needs to dominate. And, you know, like we were talking them up at the start of the year about being one of the best in the comp and, and they are getting dominated regularly. So, I, for me, I think they need to be the ones that, 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 that step up and, and control this game. Yeah, I 
completely agree with you. Like, I can't really single out someone. Um, you know, that, that forward pack needs to do better. Um, and I mean, I mean, to the credit, they did a lot better last week, run majors wise. But um, when you come up against a side that, you know, I said second row for the Cowboys, Loki and Arnie have been doing really well. Tom Alilo has been doing really well. You, you're going to need to shut those guys down. And that's the thing. If we can, if our forward pass can shut those three in particular, it'll put more pressure on Dean and Town Centre to do. The more pressure you have on those guys, the less like Cowboys are going to win. And yeah, the forward pack, yeah, like you said, Matty, it needs to step up this week and really take the game to the Cowboys. And, yeah, get a result for us. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you, boys. It's oftentimes against the Cowboys because they probably not so much this year, but years gone by, they had one of the best packs in the comp. So you always need to sort of win the arm wrestle over the top of them. But um, I think I'll I'll go a little bit differently just to uh, spice things up. Just um, I think I, I want a big, big, big game from the halves, AJ and Toby, I think. They need to need to get together at training and and try and work it out and stamp themselves on this game. I think, as we, as we've talked about earlier, they they've been hit and miss and a bit rusty the last sort of four weeks since the Raiders game. So I think I'd love to see them have a have a near perfect game or uh, get repeat sets. Uh, Toby's bombs on the trial line where they were in the first probably two three weeks they were on the mark perfectly placed uh, I want to see that and um, bring back that attack that we all thought was gonna gonna dominate the comp in the first three weeks or so so I'll, uh, yeah, yeah ho- hopefully get a big performance from them boys anyway but um, uh, I don't even want to read this out but um, our mate Remy uh, <laughs> he's like a bad smell we can't get rid of the bloke seriously um, <laughs> Uh, I, I think he might be a Manly fan. I'm not too sure. But um, he says, um, go Manly. Is Olukowatu what you wish David Fafita was? Smoky face. I mean, like, utilised properly? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talent-wise, no. I'll take Fafita every day of the week. 100%. Olukowatu wouldn't lace Fafita's boot talent-wise. <laughs> Mate, he's a bloody powerhouse, but when you've got a big guy like Fafita that can run the length of a field and goose step and end like cut out passes and yeah, cut out balls to the winger and uh, as you said, if he's actually utilised properly, um, all seriousness, Olakawatu is a, a great player. Obviously, he's he's going to be one of the best back rowers in the comp, but yeah, Fafita every day of the week. But um, all right, we'll go to uh, a bit of a bit of a shout out. Actually, um, we keep keep forgetting every week, which is terrible. But um, we just want to give a, a shout out to Emma underscore tr four underscore rhinos. Um, she's uh, Titans diehard, and she's from uh, West Yorkshire, um, all the way over in the. In oh, the- she's gonna rip you through that pronunciation, mate. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> oh, shit. You can, tell never, you can tell I've never <laughs> been to England or UK. I haven't been outside of Australia. So, yeah, you'll have to get at me for that one, Emma. But, um, be, be good on you, Emma. Good. Second best thing to come out of Yorkshire apart from the Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, Yorkshire. That's it. It's a great place. <laughs> <laughs> so, the granola nah. the of, of England. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you, Emma. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that that'll that's all the questions for this week. But um, yeah, thought thought we need to shout out our loyal fans from um here, there, and everywhere. Appreciate appreciate the love too. Um, and cheers. Hopefully, what is it? Oh, you just be coming into summer months. You must be getting into twenty degree heat. heat. Look out for that heat wave. Make sure you keep your water up. That's it. Bit of sunburn probably coming in. Loves the season. That's it. Yeah, but um. Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, keep tuning in, even with my terrible pronunciation. So, 
<laughs> uh, thanks very much, everyone, for the questions. And yeah, as I said, keep sending them in. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. You're third. Okay. Um, you guys got anything else you want to add? Actually, I do have something I want to add on to this. The Gold Coast Titans netball team are playing their first game on Monday, the 25th. The, again, the Gold Coast Titans are playing against the Mendy Rays up at Nissan Arena in Brisbane. So good luck to the girls. Um, I think that's, that's the, first, the first game. And um, they've been named, they've named their captain. I'm just trying to bring it up. I just had it on the thing. Um, named their captain for, for round one. And it is, oh, I just can't even see it. <laughs> Christopher Oxford. So if that's for the, for the, for the A-grade side. So um, if, you're, if you're in the area and you love a bit of netball, get around there and, and support the girls and good luck. And make sure you follow them on, uh, on Instagram too, GC Titans Netball and show them some love. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, once again, another another sort of alleyway the Titans have we've, we've gotten into. So it's, um, yeah, fantastic to see the club going far and wide. And, yeah, good luck, girls. Do, do us proud. Yeah, pretty, pretty Watch it on TV or not, but... Yeah, I'm not too sure. I have to do some research over the couple of days. Finally, get internet ball. Um, yeah. So, anything else, boys? Anything else you want to? Um, did you watch the Tigers game? Yeah, yeah, that was massive. I got my old man's a power fan, so sitting next to him the entire game, I just I couldn't oh. stop laughing. Once, <laughs> once Hastings kicked that ball, he. Stored up through through the hands of the air, and oh, I can't repeat. I, I won't repeat what he was saying, but <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't pretty to be in the same room for a little while. Um, but I uh, look fair play to the Tigers. They had such a rough couple first rounds, and you know to get a win over not just any side, but you know top eight side against Parramatta. Well, they've had the wood on them over the, down there at, at Bank West as well. So that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You Good know. to see Madge finally get some love. Oh, seriously, the bloke yeah. every week, the bloke in the press conference, um, in the in the coach's box, you just, you just almost like you can just feel it. Uh, oh, the bloke, yeah, but they're always in a fucking game, mate. They're always in a game. The Tigers. Oh, they are. It's just. <laughs> Oh, he, he's aged. I think he's he's only 20, 22 or something. I think. <laughs> oh, he's just oh, he's just aged so so much being being at that club. But yeah, no, it was good to see him finally get a win. As much as we we give him a bit of stick, there, buddy, they deserved it. So, and um, good to see yeah. Gaffo get absolutely obliterated too. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's been absolutely cutting. Been been humbled twice this year, Simon and Rory. Yeah. You love to see oh, it, mate. Love to see it. Love to see it. One more, and I think he's finished the triple threat. And I think Gutho will be no more. So, who's going to do it? <laughs> uh, be that uh, what's that big bloody centre from uh, from the Sharks on, on their left edge? Um, oh, Talakai. Talakai, yeah. What a mistake. He's going. Yeah. He's like he's like the fit, the fit and fire in Conrad Harrell. That's he's like. Oh. Oh, man, I don't know. He's bigger. He's, he's like Rashiki. If Rashiki got bloody fit, you know. I don't know if you're a WWE fan, but yeah, back yeah. in the day, he was big Rashiki. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. He, well, he makes like sixteen tackle busts a game. He, I was I was a bit skeptical putting him at at center, but. Oh yeah, he's just about the center of the center of the year so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very good. Anything else, boys? I think just hopefully, uh, hopefully a better Saturday. It hasn't hasn't been too good the weekends lately, but um, yeah, fingers crossed we can have a good weekend and another long weekend this weekend. So 
Hopefully we can actually yeah, celebrate this one. I'm actually going to be home for this one, so yay for me. About time. <laughs> Okay, that'll do us for episode nine of Bad Life Titans. Thank you very much for joining in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, don't forget you can interact with us at Bad Life Titans. You can interact with me at Hammers H4MMEZ with Anthony at GC underscore Anthony and Tom at Jet Zero, uh, Jetso underscore 10. Don't forget our good friend at The Biggest Tiger and Sports Best Friend Podcast Network. Um, thank you very much for listening and uh, we will see you all next week. See you later, fellas. See you later. Thank you, boys. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.